Hello, welcome to the Zip Code Bros episode Ocho with our very, very, very special guest, Allison Fay. Allison, hi. Welcome. Thank you for coming on. Boys. Thank you for having me. Boys, how's everybody doing? Good. I love it. I love it. Awesome. Jimmy's got a sore nose by the looks of it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's been drinking too much. Yeah, he's flushed. But I, I was gonna say, save that for a doink episode. <laughs> This like Allison, what's going on? Nothing much. Just uh, you know, spending another rainy day at home. Just uh happy to be joining you guys tonight. Especially for the Ocho. I mean, who doesn't love the Ocho? The Ocho, I love it. I love yeah. that you know that reference. Absolutely. <laughs> I, just, I just watched that movie the other day. Oh. What? Hudson needs new shorts. So, um, all right. okay, <laughs> all right, sure, Jimmy. Dark ball, the movie. How is your uh, how's your so other than the uh, the rainy days, have you been able to do anything this weekend with your son? Uh, weekends are have been good with my son. Uh, this weekend, uh, we're not doing anything because of okay. the rain, unfortunately. Oh, so you know, you guys do indoor activities. Yeah, it's a lot of electronics and studying because, you know, high school is high school. Absolutely. Yeah, he's got a, he had midterms and now it's Romeo and Juliet time. So oh, I like it. Yeah, I don't know if you guys remember that, but uh, that is no fun for a high schooler. I, I remember reading Great Expectations. That was my Romeo and Juliet. I just, I could not get through it. It was, oh, it was brutal. Yeah, for him, it's uh, with the autism, he likes reading only the things he wants to read. So if it's not something he wants to read, zero interest. So I'm just going to time out right there. So that, that's only because of the autism that has nothing to do with he's 16 years old? Nope, nope, <laughs> nope, nope. <laughs> well, you're in good company with us. So thank you for yeah. coming on. Adam Jefferson, newest top guy. I want to hear one man's thoughts on the first overall pick in this year's draft on you. What do you think? Um, you know, I'm the guy with CJ uh, should have been CJ Stroud. The thing that uh, bothered me with CJ Stroud is that uh, aptitude test that he got an 18% on, you know, you don't <laughs> want to see a quarterback scoring that low. Yeah. Um, so, but Bryce, I mean, you know, he's got the whole size issue being, a little shorter, a little lighter, weight-wise than an NFL quarterback should be. So I, I think there's kind of a catch-22 where you're going to get an idiot or you're going to get a <laughs> um, So, you know, Charlotte's about two hours from me. So uh, that's, uh, you know, a lot of Panther territory right here. So everybody seems to still be happy despite the shortcomings, for you know, pun intended, that Bryce <laughs> That's fine. So Ben, um, we had the NFL draft this past weekend, and um, the number one overall pick was Bryce Young out of Alabama. He went to the Carolina Panthers. So every year, Hot. every year we all draft what they call draft pundits. We all think we know. We, we all eat all of it. Well, we, all, we, we all eat all of it uh, as much as we can. Read all of it as much as we can. So I know Adam's a big football guy, and especially being a football coach, I'm always curious. Um, a pro's opinion of, of something like the draft. 
But you know, uh, uh, you know the, the the Jaguars, which is my team, uh, we drafted a offensive tackle out of Oklahoma in the first round. Um, you know, so you know the next screwing Jr. I know Jim Ross is going to bring that up for sure. Oh, sweet. But uh, other than that, we went pretty defensively. I mean, it was basically linebackers and defensive backs. You guys don't need any offensive players. Oh, we, we need somebody to protect Trevor Lawrence, and hopefully we got that with the yeah. tackle out of Oklahoma. I would yeah. like to see the linemen or two picked as well, but uh, I yeah. think we'd be okay. Yeah, I mean, you guys got three stud receivers. You guys got two solid running backs. And you got a stud quarterback. So, I mean, really it was just a matter of, like you said, protecting the quarterback and adding to that defense so they can stop Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's what it comes down to. You build your team around stopping the best players in in football. Oh, for sure. You know, Allen, um, you know, I'll I'll do a side rant right now. uh, What do you think about Aaron Rodgers going to uh, the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets? You know, the Jets seem to be following this trend that the Rams started a few years ago where you put all your chips in for one season. Um, and just hope it works out for you. you know, the Broncos did that signing Russell Wilson and all that. And yeah, that didn't work out for them. Um, you know, hoping the Jets, you know, do better. But knowing how Aaron is as a person and a teammate, I don't think it's going to go the way a lot of people think it is. I mean, last year, they're, they're a 10-win team last year with a guy like Aaron Rodgers. As, you know, suffice to say, he plays the whole season. You yeah. Know? So, he, Yeah. Yeah, if he plays the whole season, um, you know they'll they'll do good. It's just can is Aaron gonna be Aaron and kind of ice out people that he doesn't like? And you know that was I think it was one of the first home games for the Packers. Uh, he threw to their rookie wide receiver and he dropped it, and so he didn't throw to him for the rest of the game. And yeah, you know, I remember that. You can't you can't do that and be successful long term. No, no, they got Alan Lazard over there, but I like, yeah. I mean, Garrett Wilson's a stud. Corey Davis is a, I, I was surprised they didn't cut Corey Davis and save some cap room. Oh, I um, know. But I, I digress because I can go on about the Jets forever. Allison, are you a Jets fan or Giants fan? Uh, neither. Uh-oh, I'm afraid to listen. Uh, no, I actually don't follow football very okay. much at all, but um, my brother is a diehard 49ers fan. Okay, all right. So if I follow, I follow the Niners. We, all right, cool. we grew up, I grew up in the Montana era, so. Oh, no kidding. I'm over here in Coeur d'Alene. Yeah, so. Look at that. And yeah. now you're over by, we, we like. We I know. We the same places, just never at the same time. I know, I know. <laughs> um, I'll tell you, though, right now, I'm watching the playoff hockey, and uh, my team just lost. So uh, they're out, and I'm very sad. Who's the your Islanders, team? The Islanders are out. And I am sad about that. So yeah. now I'm just going to stick with the minor league hockey, and my team is rolling, and I am loving it. So is it Bridgeport? No, actually, believe it or not, this <laughs> is the crazy part. Um, my team is the Rangers team, the Rangers uh, farm oh, team, the, the Wolf, the Pack. Hartford Wolf Pack. Yeah, that's yeah. Awesome. They're rolling all over Pyre's uh, Providence Bruins right now. <laughs> that's awesome. So you Sorry, and Pyre's. You, you and you and Mr. Anthony Pyers are in yeah. a heated uh, exchange right now with. Uh... Right now, I'm trying to be nice and not say anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a good man. He'll get over it. <laughs> yeah, and he's a good man, so he won't say anything. No, he is. He's a great man. man. He's he definitely is. a good man, Mr. Pyers. Go Pats! 
Go Pads. Mr. Jones, how are you doing today? Yeah, really good today. Um, I've had a pretty good week and I am with the boys at the moment, so I haven't seen them for a while. So I uh, picked them up from school on Friday and done a bunch of things. So later on today, we're off to see the Mario movie. And uh, at, at the moment, they're out in the main area playing PlayStation 5 so that I can do this. But yeah, it's always, it's always the best time when, when I'm with them because I miss them. So That's great, man. That's great to hear. We, You're going to uh, love the movie. Yeah, we saw the movie. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it was great. It's, it, the it Easter was. eggs are awesome. The soundtrack is awesome. Like, everybody does a great job. It's not a silly, like, you know, it's not this crazy spoof on itself or anything like that. What? I got one question for you, Mr. Jones. Have you seen Mr. Yo. Have you seen Jack Flack and the browser outfit on the Kelly, Kelly Clarkson show? No. That was pretty funny. You need to see it then. That was pretty funny. Okay. That was my recommendation before you go see it because it's quite okay. All right, cool. I'll, I'll check it out. Yeah, just put Jack Black. Uh, I just, I would just put Super Mario cast on Kelly Clarkson. It was great. All right. Yeah. All right, I'll check it out. Cool. Well, last and certainly least, Mr. Jimmy Sorensen. Uh, so, my they, man, my man Jimmy, last night, um, definitely not least. I, I love his brother. So last night, um, I, I went out with a friend. Didn't things that we uh, we got into a fight. Unfortunately, really upset me. It was maybe like eleven at night, and I had been drinking, so I was, you know, my head was already gone as far as, um, you know, what, what a rational person would think of. So of course, you know, you, you sit there, and I love the Amy Winehouse lyric. You know, you. In your head, you paint a picture of what you're doing, right? And it's not, it, you just you, you start painting the picture of everything. So I got in my head, and last night about it was 11, 11, and I, I looked at the um, I looked at the the the, the, the top guy chat, and I, I hopped into the, um, the the waiting room, and Jimmy saw me, so he called me, and we he hung on the phone for about thirty minutes and kind of talked me off the ledge. So um, I joke when I say certainly least because you're definitely not certainly. You're not really not least. You're my man. And uh, Mr. Jimmy Sorensen, how are you doing today, brother? I'm doing okay. Um, my mom's in town. I'm kind of going to bed. Um, helping me do some packing a little bit. Um, I needed a woman's touch with see, with putting stuff that here and there in boxes and, and totes and everything. And so I was, I was not too prideful to call ask my mom for help for for help because every moving is always always a challenge it's like i haven't done it that much but this time it just seemed like the world was on my shoulders and my mom helped me this time and she's currently falling asleep or playing on her tablet or something but um just thankful for every opportunity I've gotten to meet so many incredible people from Mr. Gallagher to Mr. Jones to Mr. Jefferson and certainly and not least the wonderful, the majestic, the beautiful Allison Fan. So you know what they say though, Jimmy, as Michael Jackson once said, when the world is on your shoulder, 
You got to straighten up and boogie down. That's what you did. But I'm glad you called your mom when you recognized you needed some help. So that was great. From the time it worked out perfectly. We don't see each other quite often, but the last two weeks we've seen each other and it's been good, to, it's been good to, talking with her and showing her how far she's changed. So this time, yes. this, the next episode, I'll be recording in a new setup. Sweet. Live from, awesome. Jimmy, live from the Jimmy Arena. We'll go with, we'll go with that. <laughs> well, my head is so... Also, also known as the trailer. Well, we'll make it. It's, it's... Well, I said the trailer, not a trailer, the trailer. Like the trailer, like D-A trailer. Yeah. Like the trailer. The trailer. The trailer. I like that one. Well, it's like, so me and my buddies, we call each other's houses different types of arenas. So my buddy's uh, AJ is AJ Farise. He's AJ it's, uh, Farise Field. Um, my buddy Nick Ehlers is uh, Ehlers Arena. And um, since my friends call me Gur, I'm the Gur Rape Center. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go with this. So Waka, so, waka, waka. Waka, 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 right? You're In like, honor of Allison, I'll name but it. The cool, the, the cool, <laughs> he used to say the Kool-Aid Gur Rape Center. <laughs> Uh, so it had to be so, sponsored, apparently. <laughs> so since Allison's a Niners fan, I'll yeah. call it the Sorensen Santa Fe Center. The Sorensen Saddle Dome. So, Mike, what about your week, Matt? Um, yeah. My week has been pretty good for the most part. Um, I've been in training uh, for a new job, so that's been pretty cumbersome. Um, I don't want to say boring because, God, thank you, I have a job. So, yes. What is this job? Uh, I'm doing um, auto claims again, uh, fire and theft. So if your car is either stolen or is your car set on fire or if your car <laughs> is stolen and set on fire, I'll be handing <laughs> you claim. <laughs> okay, so let's hope we don't have to get Gallagher and Paul. I was going to say, yeah, you probably don't want to talk to me. <laughs> no. This segment is sponsored by Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> and I am Groot. So I'm definitely just because I'm wearing the shirt. I'm gonna I'm gonna drop a few of those this uh, in in this chat today. So I apologize for being that guy. Um, although I have like a ton of office quotes in my head that I'm just like dying. I know. I, I apologize. It's my it's my default. <laughs> I am obsessed. <laughs> so our next segment today. Well, before we go into our first official segment of the show. Um, Ben, actually, no, Allison, who are we talking to about today? Uh, we are talking about the man uh, who is my all-time favorite wrestler. Um, so I appreciate you guys inviting me for this, uh, this episode. Uh, we are talking about the one and only Rowdy Roddy Piper. A hot Rod. Hot Rod. I Oof. watched... I watched his documentary again today and he's definitely one of those guys that I'm like, I appreciate more now in my later years that I've been a fan and you guys like Bobby Heenan guys like I'll throw the guy like the Miz in there. Just guys. I really appreciate, but Roddy Piper, I'm watching his documentary again today. And, and I got, I was, I was showing Ben before I got freaking, I got pages of notes here on uh, to, to, to go over with all you guys. Um, but 
And I'm definitely, and, and I definitely want to hear a nice story for, or, or two from you, Allison, just about why he's your favorite and and all that. We'll get to all of that too. But just watching the the documentary today, it's just he was so good. And he, oh, you know, they always say Jericho reinvented himself. Roddy Piper never got boring. Nope. I when Piper talked, ever... when Pepper talked, you listen. Yeah. I don't. I would think. I don't think one person ever said, "I'm, I'm, I'm tired of Piper," or "You got to go away," or booed him because they were tired of him, like they used to boo Hulk Hogan at the end before he turned heel. So it's uh, <laughs> he's and he main evented both flagship shows. He made evented WrestleMania one, and he wrestled and he main evented Starcade '96 with both Hulk, and both with Hulk Hogan. I mean, it's. And it was as relevant in 1996 as it was in 1985. And, and that's why, and I think a lot had to do with Rowdy Piper with that. And, and there was one line and we'll, we'll get into, we'll, we'll get into Adam's segment in, in, in a second, but there was a line um, with Hulk Hogan. He's giving a promo. He's talking to, he's talking about Rowdy Piper, what he did and, you hit, the, you hit the captain over the head and you put the boots to Cindy Lothar and you crippled David Wilf and you scared Dick Clark so bad he's never going to be the same again. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, that's such a 1985 promo from Hogan. It's like, and he ain't never going to be the same again. It's like when he goes, it's like when he's going, it's like when he's, um the, the Saturday night's main event and he's going with Elizabeth. Oh my gosh, doctor. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my god, man, that stuff is priceless. Adam, this week, what was going on this week in the last history? In the last history, the um, last history this week in pro wrestling history with Mr. Adam Jefferson, a new, new top guy. Yeah, it's very happy to make that that jump early early birthday gift. Uh, from my amazing, beautiful wife, and um, just very happy to finally be a top guy. Um, but as for this week in pro wrestling history, uh, we're starting off with April 25th, 1999. Um, in Your House Backlash is the last WWE pay-per-view to have the In Your House name at the front of it. Interesting. Uh, I like that one. April 25th, 2000. Uh, good old David Arquette becomes WCW champion. Some say that's a okay day in pro wrestling history. Some not so much. Uh, knowing what we know now about David Arquette, I don't think it's, it's as bad as people make it out to be. No, I think it was fine. I, I totally dug it at the time. It's a lot better than Russo winning the title. Oh, well, yeah. Um, April 26, 1998, WWF In Your House, Unforgiven, see Stone Cold Steve Austin make his first defense as WWF champion, champion against Dude Love and Undertaker and Kane have the first ever Inferno match. I was wow. listening to uh, Mick uh, Foley's podcast today about Dude Love turning heel, just just listening to that match. It was a good story. If you guys, I don't know if you guys are Foley's pod fan, but it, that was a, it was a good episode. Love Foley as pod. I think it's uh makes a great storyteller for sure. He's a fantastic storyteller. Uh, April 27th, 1999, WWF tapes the pilot episode of SmackDown 
And this is the episode of SmackDown where the corporate ministry is formed. Oh, the infamous corporate ministry. Yes, the Ministry of Darkness and the corporation come together to form the corporate ministry. And then April 28th, 1995, WCW and New Japan combined to put on the collision in Korea with an announced attendance, and this is announced at, from North Korean officials, of a record-breaking 150,000 on night one. And then 24 hours later, they break that record because they somehow found 40,000 more people. And uh, night two saw 190,000 attend, which, eh, you know, knowing North Korea, obviously I don't believe that many people attended that thing. And, you know, you watch many, the, that many people in North Korea anymore. <laughs> That's the thing is like um, in that Dark Side of the Ring episode they did about it, you know, some WCW wrestlers found out, oh, you're required to attend if you're a North Korean or you'll be executed. So I guess they decided to spare 40,000 people and just have them attend on night two. Um, birthdays. Uh, eight, uh, AEW women's champion Jamie Hayter was born April 23rd, 1985, and she shares a birthday with Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, who was born April 23rd, 1991. That's actually pretty cool that they should. Yeah, I, I thought so too. It's kind of a yeah. Um. Also, this week, John Cena celebrated a birthday, April twenty third, nineteen seventy seven. One final birthday, uh, Kane was born April twenty sixth, nineteen sixty seven. Mayor of Knox County. Here in Knox County, Tennessee. Can we do one on our birthday? Hmm? Okay. Ben, when was your mom's birthday? When oh, was that it? was on the 20th of April. Yeah, she turned 70. Thank you, Jimmy. Your mom's birthday's on 420? <laughs> yeah, although I'm, she wouldn't understand the reference. <laughs> I'm officially... I mean, is it? would it be weird if I started singing me and Mrs. Jones? <laughs> uh, well, she, her, her surname is not Jones, so it's... yeah. <laughs> now, thanks for that shout out jimmy that was that was very sweet of you very nice <laughs> cool is that that adam or you got anything else for us Any uh, other, uh... Oh, that's that that's our history and birthdays in pro wrestling this week i appreciate that thank you sir so now we go on to our wrestler spotlight rowdy roddy piper so roddy piper was born in saskatoon saskatchewan on april 17th so we're not we're not that far removed from him. What would have been his? Let's see. He was born in 1954, so that makes him 66. No, six. Seven. He would have been 68. 68. He would have been 68. Yeah. Um, was raised in Winnipeg. I'm just reading this off of Wikipedia real quick. He was raised in Winnipeg. Um, when he was in high school, I think everybody knows the story. I'm not going to go through it. When he was in high school, he hooked up with a priest. Priest told him about wrestling. Um, went down there, got his got the snot beat out of him for a couple of days, a couple of weeks, and then he uh, became pro wrestler. So, uh, Alice, it's disappointing to yeah. Mike. I was just going to say it's disappointing to learn that he wasn't born in Scotland. I mean, honestly, <laughs> oh, that's so funny. We shed a tear. Roddy the Piper. He fooled us. He did. 
did. Yes, he did. He didn't even try to speak with a Scottish accent either. How dare he? <laughs> I don't know. I've met many. I've met a lot of Scottish people from Canada, though. I've I've met a lot of Canadian men who wear kilts. Haven't you all? Right? Come on. Yeah. I have. <laughs> <laughs> Allison, when did you first um, become a fan or become aware of Roddy Piper? Um, probably, probably WrestleMania one. Um, maybe even before then, but I didn't become a huge fan of his until his feud with Cindy Lauper and Captain Lou. When that happened, I was in love. That was it. I was like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. I mean, Cindy Lauper and Captain Lou were my hook, I'll call it. Okay. That's what hooked me. Um, because it was my two favorite things. Yeah. I I I, I mean, don't think people realize how big Cindy Lauper was. No. I don't and the fact that she's still not in the, the Hall of Fame yeah. is a travesty. It's crazy. But I, I don't that was one of the things that I wrote down is so we'll talk about it, but we'll you know we'll just kind of start talking about it now though. You know, you mentioned the water settle the score, Cindy Lauper did Cindy Lauper was as popular as Taylor Swift is now. 100 percent and she and I'll tell you this, I've seen her in concert today. The woman doesn't need auto-tune. That's, That's how good she still is. Oh, um yeah. but but that was the first thing. And the next was Piper's Pit. To watch him verbally berate people <laughs> and you were cheering him on. <laughs> you were laughing. I, I'm going to think, I think I'm going to get this right. But he, <clears throat> I believe he hit Jimmy Snooker with a coconut. <laughs> yes, he did. Correct? <laughs> what was that? Like, and it was, it blew my mind. Like, this is the greatest thing I'm watching on TV. And it's not wrestling, but I am thoroughly entertained and I want to see more of this. And every Piper's pit was memorable. Absolutely. I mean, and they were not one. the same. What it was wasn't the, always the same. What was the what was WrestleMania five or six? I think it was. Five. Uh, thank you. With when he had when he had Brother Love getting Bruce down into his skivvies. <laughs> After that, though, he had I forget his I forget the actor's name. Uh, Morton, Morton Downey Jr. Morton Downey Jr. Thank you. Like, very spring. Would you please not? Would you please not? Would you not? Would you not blow the smoke in my face, please? How many times do I have to tell you not to blow the smoke in my face? Hey, could you light me a? Could you light me a cigarette? Turns around. The the fire extinguisher. That was great. And I will say this about Roddy Piper: he was a good-looking man. I think no right? I mean, like, I'm looking at him, like, he's got this big smile. He's got, like, he looked like a movie star. Like, he was a good looking guy. And he always had great hair. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. I, I, I'll be honest there with you. There it I, is. I made sure my hair was good today just because you were coming on the show. <laughs> I'm, trying to grow my, I'm trying to grow my hair out like Piper. I like it. Yeah, he was always. Always in good shape. I don't like this guy. Ready. <laughs> hey, Ben, you know I think bald is fantastic, right? Um, ben, do uh, I need to okay. buy some stuff from Tart from from a store for hair growth and 
send it to you so you can get somebody up here? Nope, nope. Just ask Jimmy, Brad. There's, there's no point. There's no point. No, just ask Brad. I think bald is right up there with a good head of hair. So well, okay. Thank you, you, Allison. Rock it, it, if you can rock it, it's a good look. That's right. Let's be honest. You do fantasize about Adam's hair. Well, occasionally. Have you seen it since it got cut? No. No, I have actually, yeah. It's oh. awful. Yeah. But but Piper had also he had a unique look. Who else could rock a kilt with a leather jacket? No one else? No, has it been done since? Ronda Rousey. Shut up, shut up, Gallagher. <laughs> and but now, it's all but no, but to your point, Allison, it's all it's all a um uh in appreciation of Piper. So like the reason why she, so so yeah, I mean so yeah, she does do it, but it's not like a look. But no, no yeah, and she, I was and she the same. I was thinking the same exact thing today. Like, I'm like, nobody ever, like, even questioned the nope. kilt. <laughs> no, and that that right there shows the confidence level. It shows, I'm going to use an old word, shows the machismo he had. Machismo. Like, it, that's what it was. He walked out with the that confidence level and nobody batted an eye. And... When he taught, when he always, when he was about ready to have a match, he'd always call it a fight. He'd oh, always, he'd, he always, yeah, yeah. that's a great point, Thurston. Yeah. But, what about some of um? What about some of his matches, Allison? What are what are one or two of your favorite Roddy Piper matches? So I, I will be honest. Um, my memory sucks, but anytime he fought Hulk Hogan, I was a hundred percent in. All right. So that was the, uh, so going back to the, you know, going back to the Cindy Lauper thing, you know, the one thing that I really wanted to really kind of put over was like, it, it was such a, that was such a huge deal when that all happened. Like the MTV thing, the Cindy mm -hmm. Lauper, like imagine Roman Reigns and not, not yeah, imagine Roman Reigns, you know, feuding with Taylor Swift in a WWE ring. Like that, that is, that is what the equivalent is. I look at now, I look at like Snoop Dogg, I look at Bad Bunny, and I love it. Oh, it's great. So I think it's great, but I do, I do not think we could do exactly what you're saying today. I do not think Taylor Swift could jump in the ring. I do mm. not think we could get, I, give me another name, like Lil' Kim or, you know, another young. Maybe. I don't know why like, they just stuck in my head. I, I don't Who's? think we could get another young pop star in the ring today oh, no there's a there's a, rapper that, there's a rapper that just came up came to the lo my local college performed his name's young gravy young gravy okay i'm just like i just i don't i don't see it i don't see a no somebody with that energy that stuff i mean you gotta also gotta remember her style was off the charts back then oh she yeah. was unique she was she was herself. She she, she fought all the norms. Yes, she did. She, she she's a trailblazer in her own right, in her own Absolutely. way. Absolutely. She was. Like untouchable mm -hmm. when it comes to pop culture icons. Yep. Um and David Wolf was a huge record guy, too. So I mean, like the fact that those two put themselves in that position to, to do that with the WWF at the time. I mean, it was. 
And again, you're also talking about a network that only had five or six channels. It was such a huge, 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 huge. It was just such a huge deal when that happened. And I, I think that um, Piper doesn't get enough credit. I heard Hogan say that he was a big player in it, but I think you want to you want to see Piper get his comeuppance. I agree. You don't want to see Hulk Hogan just beat the crap out of somebody. You want to see Piper get the shit beat out of him. And that's what you got. <laughs> and, and today we consider him one of, if not the greatest talkers ever. Yeah. In wrestling history. When he was on, I had wrote this down. When he was on, nobody could touch him with a promo. But he had, but I think because he had such a great promo, they let him say whatever the hell he wanted. And that wasn't always the best idea. <laughs> Not better than Warrior. <laughs> I've been a Warrior. Ben, what were you first? If you notice, if, if, you, if you notice as well with, with Piper on the mic, he always had the mic in his hand. Because if he gave the mic to anyone else, he's lost control. So he keeps control by holding onto that mic. And then he's in charge. That's that's his show to run. So if he wasn't on a, in a leather jacket. Yeah, that was something that I noticed. He was also in a denim blue jacket. Yep. But mostly that leather, yeah, mostly yeah. that leather jacket though kind of followed him throughout. Ben, when you first introduced to um Hot Rod. So similar to Allison, really, uh, WrestleMania one was the first time that I saw him. And my first impression was he just straight out slapped Mr. T in the face, the biggest TV star in the world. And Mr. T just punked him like right there in the middle of the ring. I was like, who is this guy? Like what the, and, um, and then after the match, he just knocked out Pat Patterson, who was the guest referee. And I thought this guy doesn't handle losing very good. Does he? Um, and I, I had, I had to, I had to see more of him. So and that's when I went back and saw the Piper's pit where he hit Snooker with a coconut, like a shoot coconut. They didn't work things back then, you know. Um, and just his overall look, like Allison said, you know, the kilt, the leather jacket. Oh, he didn't really have the leather jacket back in those days. But one thing that I picked up on with the kilt is while he owned it, he had the confidence and all that, the baby faces would use that against him and call it a skirt and, you know, basically, basically, you know, saying that he's not a real man and all this sort of thing, which at the time was like a subtle dig, but obviously couldn't get away with that now. And he didn't really wrestle on TV very often. So you just think you see him on Piper's pit running his mouth and you think, why can't someone just grab hold of him and just shut him up? Hey, Ben. <laughs> because, uh, Yeah. Did Piper ever need a belt to – was Piper one of those rare guys that never needed a belt? He definitely didn't need one, but it, I think it would have helped his case as an all-time great if he had one. Oh. And I was going to go into this as well, but his feud with Hogan could have lasted a lot longer if he didn't protect his character so much and did some jobs. And then – you got because all, all their matches ended in disqualifications or countouts, and eventually people picked up on that and they were like, Well, you know, 
What would, over. what would have been better than him versus Pi- uh, Hogan versus Piper in the cage at WrestleMania 2 rather than him versus Bondi? That would have been epic. Right? Imagine, imagine that. Two, yeah. Piper versus Hogan. right? Because if they did it for T, they could have done it for Hogan. It was the same story they were telling. Well, exactly. So and I, I did, go ahead. Sorry. No, James, go ahead. James. I was just going to say. Yeah, yeah, go, go, Jimmy. I'm just like... By that point, hadn't he been in the business for like seven years at that point? He got into the business only because I was watching it today, the late 70s. So like 75, 76. Actually, I can tell you right now. Professional wrestling career. By late 75 and 76, Piper was a top villain for uh, NWA Hollywood Wrestling. So he started wrestling in that 73, 75. So by that time, he'd been in the business for about 10, 12 years. So like I mean, by that point, didn't necessarily need to be on in a, in the wing twenty four seven. No, because he like, yeah probably because at that point he was already like Briscoes were weren't on have weren't, weren't featured heavily in the in the eighties. They were more seventies by like eighty three. They were had not fizzled out, but more backstage roles, but. Piper, he was still so, he was so big that name names namesake that he he had become a special attraction. He was thirty one during WrestleMania, the first WrestleMania. He was thirty one. That's wow. insane. See, I, I look at that feud with Hogan and think if they had a really stretch it out, we might not have got Hogan and Andre at WrestleMania 3. We might not have got the Mega Powers at WrestleMania 4. Well, like that if you think about it, if you really want to think about it, what happened, uh, the John, uh, Andre and Hogan happened on Piper's Pit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, um, but yeah, it's it's amazing to think that, and, and also the importance of that feud is so underrated because like Allison was saying, if there's no Cindy Lauper, there's no Piper and Hogan. And if there's no Piper and Hogan, but to headline WrestleMania one, like with you know, as a tag team match, what happens to WWE now? Is it even still around? It might not have been a success if that wasn't the you know main event. And I think that's the question that they were trying you know, that they brought back up in '96 was well, who was the real who sold WrestleMania really? Was it Piper? Was it Hogan? Was it was it that people wanted to see Piper get his butt kicked or did they want to see Hulk Hogan, you know? Or they want to see well, Hulk I mean, kick yeah. Piper's butt? Then you could ask the question, was it because Piper's pit was so successful? Is that why they then went with the brother love character and his segment? And then you can ask the question, because that was so successful, did they use brother love to bring in the Undertaker? I mean, you can, you can do this, what is it, the seven degrees of separation yeah. thing here yeah. you can start doing yeah. that whole thing with all of this but it seems like well, all those talk really show segments started with piper's pit right yeah, yeah the highlight reel with jericho the snake pit jake yeah. roberts like all these yeah. spin-offs piper, but piper was still in the mid-atlantic in the 80s in her 82 yeah but can i mean am i wrong was there something before pepper's pit like that I don't think so. No, no. not 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 in WWE. I don't think that I'm aware I'm of. Sure I think, I think I'm Buddy, sure somebody had a segment somewhere at some point, but I don't think there was any show. Buddy like Rogers. That. Buddy Rogers had something briefly in like the early '80s. 
I remember, but nothing like, certainly nothing like Piper's Pit. No, I think Piper's Pit was the first of its kind. And again, well, every single Piper's Pit was memorable. Every Piper's single Pit. one. Every, like I could probably rattle off every single Piper's Pit off the top of my head just because every single one was memorable. You had, <laughs> I mean, you had, well, you had freaking Bob Orton wearing a pink cowboy hat. You had, um, you had them shaving a midget's hair. I mean, oh <laughs> you had them, you know, the Piper with the whole, you know, Hogan ripping, getting his shirt ripped off. And then uh, what's his name? The, the jobber. He beating the shit Frankie out of Williams. Jobber, Frank Williams from Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> and so obviously, last but not least, as Allison mentioned it before, you know, Snucky getting hit and having a coconut. I mean, every single Piper's pit was memorable. But yeah. If, if you're not, a, I mean, if you don't, if you only look back at Piper's Pit from Mania 1 or in WWE, you forget one one key element that got kind of got him a little more mainstream. The infamous dog collar match with Greg the Hammer Valentine. Oh, we're not forgetting that match. That match is brutal. He legit lost hearing in one of his ears yeah. from that. Ruptured his eardrum. Yeah. Thanks. Um, some so just a, a few other uh kind of yeah thoughts and memories. Um what what the biggest thing that I marked out ever was I got to know Roddy on Twitter quite a bit. And he like when the boys were babies, I would sort of like post photos and stuff, and he would always say that they've still got god dust sprinkled on them. And I used to think, oh wow, that's such a sweet thing. And um, and then on he used to have a podcast called The Rod Pod. Yep. And and one day I had off work when they were recording, so I thought I'd give him a call, not expecting to get through. And the next minute, uh, I hear uh hello. And I was like, Oh fuck, this I'm on the phone with Roddy Piper. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 when I when I told him who I was, because at the time I was running my dad's pub and he, he knew that. So oh, nice. he goes, oh, Ben, I know you from Twitter. And I said, yeah, that's right. And he goes, you've got a bar down there in Australia. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God, he knows me. <laughs> that's and awesome. After the call, I, I had sweat just coming down my head. I was like, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. And then I... I, I remember sending a tweet to his wife, Kitty, who was also on my Twitter account at the time. And I said, look, just out of curiosity, how can I get a signed photo of Roddy? And then she DMs me and says, what's your address? Uh, and then she, and then she sent me that. Oh awesome. man. Look at that. That's so, that's so sweet. That's cool. That's great. That's so, um, you know, the fact that he was alive when, you know, my boys were younger and all that, it's just like, wow, this is just the best thing ever. And yeah, just a, an awesome guy. Like, yeah. That's a great story. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. That's a great story. I love that story. So, Adam, what about you? Yeah, well, I mean, to, to be, to, to be honest, say, you, uh, I was just going to say, yeah. yeah, no, just, um, because I, I do get a little bit emotional because, you know, he's not you know with us anymore and all that. But um, my favorite promo was the one he did with Chris Jericho around the time that the wrestler movie came out. And 
I said it to you guys in the chat where he basically confronted Jericho and said, you know, these legends of wrestling, you know, we all have memories and, you know, he was telling stories about how families would come up to him and say, look, you know, I used to watch you with my grandfather and my dad and all this sort of stuff. And, um, and it was such a heartfelt promo and there was nothing scripted about it. And I don't know if Jericho was in on it, but um, what, what did you guys think about when you saw that? Well, I'll, I'll answer this kind of first because oddly enough that the build to that match, it was, you know, WrestleMania 25, it was a uh, steamboat Piper and Snooker versus Jericho in a handicap elimination match. Um, you know, Jericho going after all the veterans, all the, you know, retired guys for because of the wrestler movie and that little tie in there of trying to hold on to, you know, as Jericho think put it, you know, the little fame that they had left and stuff like that. And Piper's involvement in that build and in that feud is actually what started to pique my interest into getting into the history of pro wrestling. Um, you know, I know that y'all know about Allison. If you uh, don't, I actually started, didn't start watching pro wrestling until about 2005 or six when I was in middle school. So up until that point, I was just more about the, about the current stuff, what was going on, but, you know, seeing the crowd react to Piper the way they did during the build to WrestleMania 25 definitely made me not only curious as to who Piper was, but who these other guys were. And um, as well as the, the history of, you know, this uh, great sport that we all love. Um, so definitely, you know, Ben, I'm, I'm glad you reminded me of that promo on when you sent it. And, uh, you know, I, and that's the thing about Piper is he did such a great job at blurring those lines between reality and, um, you know, scripted. Uh, and I, I had a, an end point here, um, but I kind of lost. But, no, I, I thought it was a phenomenal promo. And that's, you know, again, Piper is what got me interested in the history of pro wrestling. That's awesome. And, yeah, and, and actually cool. – as y'all know, I've been trekking through the stuff on Peacock, and I'm actually in, just finished up watching Starcade '99. So, oh, watching his feud with the powers that be, um, being forced to referee all those matches and stuff, uh, has been has been awesome as we approach this topic. He's Very cool. Do what? He's always entertaining. He was always very entertaining. Oh yeah. You know, just he, he had that shirt that just said reality check and then yes, sir, that was underlined. And, you know, he really emphasized the yes, sir, as he made his way into the arena and Nitro and um, making fun of Russo and all that stuff. I mean, it's not hard to do. Well, no. <laughs> and I think another time he did a great job of blurring those lines is uh, when he showed up in TNA and confronted Russo. Yeah, you know, I scrolled, I came up across that promo on TikTok the other day where he got in Russo's face and said, are you the one that killed Owen Hart? Yeah. And uh, that's definitely what kind of made me stop and watch that promo because I was like, oh, I got, I got to see where this goes if that's how we're starting. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was a, um, that was a uh, interesting promo. Oh, yeah. That was an interesting promo. I don't know what I would do if somebody told me that I, I, I killed somebody like that. I would be, I don't care if it was a 
shoot or a work, bro. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean Rich, Rich, Rich I looked fair. very scared. He did. To be fair, Vince does deserve some. Vince Russo does deserve some of that blame. Absolutely. Just, Russo deserves his flowers. He definitely deserves his flowers. He 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 did he did some good stuff and with 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 Vince McMahon and WWE, but none of it. No, no not as important as he thinks he is. <laughs> no, no credit goes to Vince Russo. No, credit. no I mean. I, no, I think, look, he was a good writer. He had good stories. You know, a lot of people said he had some good ideas. But, I mean, that's really as far as it goes, though. And, look, I mean, we all can go only go so far in our jobs, right? I mean, like, there's only so far I can go before I kind of hit my ceiling. And then you just, that's what you're, that's where you are. And it's not like I'm not good at my job. It's just like, that's just where I am. I'm good in my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. I've had good days. I've had bad days. I've had mediocre days. I just think that a lot of times people just so focus on that, that, that crap that they just can't be accepting of what good they've done. He doesn't have to change the wrestling world. He just has to be a part of that. And he was, (laughs) and that he was a good part of that. You know, like Piper was an excellent part of WrestleMania. You know, you needed all four guys or six guys. If you want to add Snuka and Bob Wharton in there, but all six of those guys had their own part to play in and everybody was good at what they did. You know, well, Bob Morton was a great lackey, you know, side side, you know, sidekick kind of guy, but you know, he was never going to be world champion, but he was great at what he did. Back to Piper. For that's it. That's, that's the other good thing about Piper is that he was the hottest heel, but he had to have this bodyguard. Yep. And I always, I always thought that that was quite funny. He's yeah. like, I'll get someone else to do my dirty work for me. Yeah. Awesome. Do you have a question on the on the bodyguard? I had a crush on Roddy. <laughs> <laughs> Rock and roll on that one. Uh every I mean, from the day I saw him until unfortunately the day he died. Yeah. One of the one of the better things he did, one of the more interesting things he did outside of the ring was Bob Costas, I think it was. Like the, the, the when he pulled, pulled down his pants. Oh, to, uh, when him, Sting, and Medusa were on Bill Maher. Bill Maher, thank you. Yeah. I don't know. I think it was Costa. And, and Bill Maher being Bill Maher, you know, trying to be, oh, you know, it's all it's all fake, isn't it? You know, no, you, you guys don't really get hurt. Oh, Lord. I, Pulled his, you know, got up, you know, unbuckled the belt and everything, pulled his pants down. Hey, bud. <laughs> um, pulled his pants down and showed that scar from his uh, hip surgery. That's the old school Piper coming out. Yep. Okay. Piper is great. Like, and with that, that's why, that's why they say interesting, in my opinion, in a good way. That was a good, like, when people called it fake, I got hot like Piper. Like let's settle, let's settle the score. And but more notably, he actually had some success in Hollywood that we should talk about. I think we're gonna just put it on hold for right now, Jimmy. Okay, I would well, we'll, we'll let Adam get uh situated. I was on a man. I was on a I was on a you need, need a few more minutes, Adam. Do you need a few more minutes? Oh no, I'm good. Sorry. Sure. You good? 
Yeah, I'm good. All right, cool. Yeah, no, we're just we'll do a quick countdown, Ben, or uh, we'll just leave this in. Leave it in. Oh, yeah. yeah, just leave it in. Leave it in okay. the book. All right, but Jimmy, that's a great. You know, I think what's great about Piper is, is we can go on, and I think we can have a nice conversation just going back to some wrestling stuff. But I think it's a great idea to kind of bring that up, Jimmy. Um, I know. I know you want to give your, well, why don't we do this? Why don't we, sh- why don't we table this conversation until your segment? Because part of your, because your segment is actually about what we're going to talk about. So why don't we leave it for your segment? We'll talk about his movies. Okay. All right. It sounds cool. A couple more ratchets. Um, um, but Jimmy, why don't you tell me when you first encountered right, uh, Mr. Mr. Piper? <clears throat> On a Monday night, we're on 2006. I had just gotten in in that pre- that summer, and and that fall, Ric Flair had gotten into it with the Spirit Girls. I mean, Spirit Squad. Huh. And to the point where the Spirit Squad were the World Tag Team Champions at that point, and Ric Flair was heading into a match with the Spirit Squad at Cyber Sunday as the, the, the interactive pay-per-view. There were three choices for to be Flair's partner for that World Tag Team title match. Dusty Rhodes, Sergeant Slaughter, I believe, and Roddy Roddy Piper. Rowdy Rowdy Piper. Rowdy Rowdy Piper. It's not Rowdy Rowdy Piper. Shut up. <laughs> and I didn't get to watch the pay per view live, but I got to see the following night on Monday Night Raw that Rowdy Rowdy Piper <laughs> and Ric Flair had won the World Tag Team Championships. And I thought that was so cool because. And going full circle to last this last February, I was at Pondwater Dave's house home with his with him and his lovely wife Stephanie. And he had he had let he had graciously allowed me, Adam from Bama and Frank Bruno to attend a wrestling show. But on his wall, he had a world tag team title. It had said it said Rick Flair. But all I could think about was Rowdy Pipe, Rowdy Roddy Piper, having that title as well with him. Nice. And so, and I've always, and I like to quote, "When you think you have the answers, I change the questions." I like it. Just. I, that's always stuck. That's stuck with me over the last um, sixteen years. But you are a bit all over the place, so I do understand that that how could that could actually be your motto. Mm. <laughs> it's not a it's not a lineal it's not a lineal thought process with you sometimes. It's a <laughs> so yeah, you probably do change the questions. Well, that's why we love you. Love you all. So I was even thinking, like, even this is, he stole it from Snooker. 
Yeah, <laughs> it's great. Like he even fucking stole from Stuka, and he get and he catches. Sp- speaking of speaking of stealing stuff, at, at the water settlement score, he came out in a Hulkamania shirt. Yes, he did. <laughs> Tremendous. It was great. It was great. That, that whole thing was great. And then, and then he did that. <laughs> and then he did, he did. <laughs> it was great. It was great. I first encountered Roddy. Uh, my first, the first match that I watched the Roddy Pipers was Ham versus Bret Hart WrestleMania 8. I got into wrestling around 1990. So he was an announcer when I first got in there. And then right about that time is, so that that was late 90 to 91. He started, I think when Ric Flair came in is when he started kind of wrestling again. So that was maybe like late 91. So um, that's when I first encountered Roddy. The first live match, I should say the first live match I watched. Because I watched the Royal Rumble that year, but it was on tape. But the first live match I watched was WrestleMania 8 was him versus, him versus Bret Hart. And I don't know, I think from a pure wrestling match, that was probably the best match of his career. <clears throat> Yeah, from a pure wrestling match. Now, entertainment-wise, matches itself, probably not. It's definitely top five. Like I would, I would argue the dog collar match was bigger. I imagine all his matches with Hogan were bigger, um, or better matches rather. But I think from a pure wrestling standpoint, like that was a great match. It was a great match, great finish where Brett kicked off the turnbuckle while he was in the sleeper hole. It was very, very creative. What's so good about that uh, ending, Mike, is that Piper put Brett over clean pin at WrestleMania. Yeah. But the ultimate sign of respect. Because he didn't do, because I don't know if you guys really knew, but I don't think Piper really got pinned much. Nope. I mean, I don't think even like WrestleMania is, he didn't get pinned. Like Orndorff took the the that's the that's the thing I was saying before about how he was protecting his character. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Lots of disqualifications and countouts. Yep. So, do we talk about WrestleMania 6 or we just leave that for another time? (laughs) (laughs) That's one of the questions. Oh, boy. Okay, we'll do it in the questions section. I have one quick question. Yeah. For Ben. Did Mr. Gallagher, did Mr. Whitaker answer any of those questions this time? He, he he did not, but he's asked a couple. Sweet. I think he learned from last time not to do that again. He was changing the questions. <laughs> 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 so I, just a couple more matches I had here. Um, was uh, WrestleMania 12, his match versus Goldust. <laughs> they beat the ever-letting hell out of each other. The OJ's the OJ bit. The OJ yeah. bit was great. Oh my goodness, the OJ bit was fantastic. Um, and he insisted on doing his own stunts as well. Yeah, that was great. Um, I, I you talked about the, um, the one of my favorite promos is Ben actually it was a 1996 Havoc promo, Halloween Havoc promo, when he came back after being away for so long. Um, I remember watching that Havoc, and I remember being like a 14-year-old. Being like, I remember being 14 years old and being like, oh, my goodness, that's Roddy Piper. And, like, it was the coolest thing in the world. It was just the coolest thing in the world. And um, the match versus him. That's when, so, sorry, just on that promo, that's when the penny dropped for me with the importance of Piper mm. because he, he straight out asked Hogan, 
if they didn't hate me so much, do you think they'd cheer for you so much? And yeah. that's that's what really hit home. It's like he's right. Ooh. Yeah. That's um, that's a legitimate statement. Going going back to his match against Goldust, um, I think the first time I watched that was fairly recently. It was after well, ESPN was putting on like a 10-part documentary about the OJ uh trial and all that. So the part that I just watched on ESPN was about the Bronco chase. And then I flip on uh, the parking lot brawl and I'm watching it and I'm watching the Piper, you know, drive the Bronco. And I'm thinking, I've seen this. I've seen this. <laughs> <laughs> Recently. And then it dawned on me, oh my God, they're using the OJ chase footage. You weren't, you, weren't, you weren't alive in 94, were you? I was uh, turning one in 94. Okay. Oh my God. okay. <laughs> That's insane. Like, it's just, we, I, you know, I was in college. Oh, God. And, and, <laughs> Mr. Jefferson, when hmm. is your birthday again? May 30th, 1993. Wow. <laughs> That's insane. Uh, I was in 11th grade. I had right. graduated high school. 93, I was in sixth grade. Oh, my Lord. Sixth grade, I was in 93. Yeah. All right, babies, let's keep going. <laughs> Just call me mom. Jimmy was no, You're only a couple of years older than us. Stop. Well, we just we just determined that I could be Sorensen and Adam's mom, so let's just keep going. I mean, I'd be a teen mom, but I'd still be a mom. All right. They would be so lucky. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Some great freaking mom. <laughs> and uh, I mean, that's really all I kind of had for Piper. Um, Allison, do you have any final thoughts on, on Rowdy Roddy Piper? Uh, I love him and I always will. Um, <laughs> other than that, um, the world is a little less without him. Um, young wrestlers today can learn a lot by watching back. Um, people who want to be a mouthpiece should watch Piper's Pit can learn a lot from him. I mean, I always say that about Piper's Pit and Brother Love because we all know how I feel about Bruce. Um, but honestly, whether he was a heel or a baby face, didn't matter. You could get so much passion out of him with every promo. He was a joy to watch. <clears throat> Allison, was his character any different when he was a baby face or a heel? No. That's why he was absolutely good. not. Sorry, I said no. Absolutely not. It it didn't matter. He was a joy to watch, no matter what. Yeah. Cool. Well, now um, I think it's time for ask the bros. But in this case, ask the bros and Allison. <laughs> yes. Or just when you think we have the answers, I change the questions. Oh, what about that? Oh, snap. <laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> All right. Truly... I was trying to be fancy with that. Like he said. <laughs> no, I know, but oh, what are you okay. Dr. Shasta. Dr. Do you want to put him over or? Do you want to do a quick plug? What uh, Elkari does? Uh, this cool and refreshing. <laughs> cool and refreshing taste of Dr. 
Shasta. Does it taste like Dr. Pepper? Are yes. you going to start another feud? Please don't. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, I don't think we There's only right one now. feud. There's I only one feud. I can't we take it. it again. There's only one feud. Me and Devin. I'm better, bitch. Oh, God, don't. I can't take oh, another. I can't take it again. Man. It's not. Okay. I'm kidding, yeah, Devin. It's nearly my. It's. It's maybe next April Fool's we can no. plan something. Yeah, I'm gonna be on it. high alert. Seriously, she wants us to do another one. We can never do Allison that again. Might, Allison might strangle you. <laughs> oh my! It's God. good that I'm over here. Okay. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Adam's in trouble in June. He already knows it. <laughs> okay. So first question from Mike Whitaker of the Kickout Crew. So he says, Piper was one of the best on the mic. Is there a promo that comes to mind when you think of the hot rod? So I touched on it earlier. I think the Jericho promo from 2009, I think it was. Um, what do you guys think? That one was great. Uh, the Havoc one that we talked about before. Mine is definitely when he was just berating Snooker in Piper's pit. I said it earlier, but yeah. he Piper, uh, Snooker didn't, couldn't even talk. He was just like, what? Yeah, and then he hit him with the coconut. So I mean, hey, coconut. <laughs> um, interview think, over. Yeah. Um, I'll say, you know, like Ben said, the one for tw WrestleMania twenty five, Halloween Havoc ninety six, and my third one uh, would probably be the one he cut on Russo and TNA. I, I gotta, I gotta bring up that crazy promo he did where he was trying to find a team on Nitro. And, <laughs> and like he got his friends to come down. They're all beating the crap out of each other. And then here comes friggin' earthquake. And I he's think it's like half the show. Yeah, I know. it was a segment. I'd say, oh my goodness! If anything, I'd say probably the Morton Downey Jr. one. Okay. Yeah. Yep. All right, so Mike's next question. If Piper was still alive and in good health, do you think he would be involved in wrestling now? And what would he be doing? Where would he be? So because prior to his death, he was having a great time doing his podcast, I wouldn't be surprised if he'd be on the AFS podcast um, team, to be honest. Especially being such good friends with Bruce. Or possibly doing a, a pop-up in AEW and running a pit on there. I see no um, question he, he would see Piper's, we would see Piper's pit again. No question. Yeah. yeah. Whether it be on AEW or whether it be on some indie show that's streaming on these platforms. You know what I mean? We still got, we got streaming so high, high alert that why not for like reality wrestling or MLW or, They'd pay, I think they'd pay for him on one of the big two. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy, you're on tonight, man. I am impressed. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I do but I also agree with um, the, the AFS, his podcast would have been picked up, no question. And I do have a surprise question, Mr. Ben, when you're done. Okay. Well, do you want to ask it now? This is from one awesome Money Mike. Sweet. How different does the main event, does WrestleMania 1 main event look if instead of a tag team match, we see 
Hogan versus Piper, one-on-one for the WWF title. And if you had to assign an alternative role for Mr. T at the event, what would it be? Thank you, Mr. Money Mike. Money Mike, thank you so much. Wow. Well, we know Piper's not going to do the job. And Hogan, Hogan wouldn't lose. So it'd have to be a DQ or count out. And Mr. T, I guess. Is this in Hogan's corner, right? Either Hogan's corner. Yeah. Or be the referee. I was thinking referee, but then he'd have to be unbiased. I can't see him. I think I it would have been a different a build. One. I think it would have been a different buildup if he was a referee. I don't think that he would have gotten physical with Piper the way he did unless they knew that they were going to be fighting each other. You could save the physicality for the match. That's how you get to the DQ finish. Look at look at Tyson and Austin. Like, yes, Tyson pushed Austin once, but you could still do that where maybe, you know, Piper takes a cheap shot at Mr. T and something like that. And Mr. T winds up, you know, punching Piper at the end of the match. But if you look at Tyson and Austin, like, I think if you build it that way, and I just, I don't think, you know, and this is what I got to say. It's tough picturing it differently because of the background with Cindy Lauper, with David Wolf, with Captain Lou, with all those, with Bob Wharton. I think it's tough because they were planning that story for months. And yeah. And I, I, think, was I think with the mid- I think with the Mr. T involvement, if Water settled the score and all that didn't happen, that they could also promote this match between Hogan and Piper and, and basically say there's only one person that can handle being a referee, and that's mm-hmm. Mr. T. And and do that kind of angle where you need more, not just a regular referee, but a, a tough referee. Yeah. A guest enforcer, if you will. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, uh, interesting to think about. It really is. And, and that's why I think that's one match that I would have loved to see at a WrestleMania was Hogan versus Piper one on one. But again, like as long as Piper was going to stick to his guns, like yeah. he, well, he wasn't going to. Yeah. Piper might have leeway, but Allison, what do you think? Is she frozen? I'm frozen. What did you say? <laughs> she frozen. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't hear you. Sorry. What, uh, what, what do you, think, you of, think about that what question? What do you think of the question? Um, I also don't think Piper would have won. Um, and I think, well, I, I don't know. I like the enforcer role. I think that's uh, interesting. I don't. I don't know. Um, I mean, what else could he have really done? I don't. I guess it's hard to think about it. I don't know. Yeah, and I think Ben. To your point, that's a DQ all day. Yeah. I, and and I'm would trying you be to think about how the DQ for would work. WrestleMania one might have it. Well, I think you could. I think you could have gotten away with a DQ for the first WrestleMania main event because it wasn't WrestleMania. Like now, if we but got it's a the DQ big thing, show, like it's a big yeah, hyped up yeah. thing. But as long as Hogan won, I think everybody would be sent home happy, right? Hogan must pose, brother. 
I think yeah, as true. long as because during the mid '80s, as long as Hogan won, doesn't matter how, everybody was happy. So I think he could have got away with yeah. a DQ finish in that first WrestleMania, Piper versus Hogan. Maybe Orton comes out and you know hits Hogan, and then that's when, that's when Mr. T you know knocks out Roddy Piper after the match after everybody's disqualified or something like that. Well, I guess also That's after the match, you know, like the next week or something, Piper could also say, like, you know, you didn't pin me, Hogan. Like, it doesn't doesn't mean anything. But Gallagher, I like bad. what you said. I, I like the punching him out after the match yeah. thing, Mr. T. That that actually makes sense. That's how that could work. Yeah. Then you still got the feud. You still got send the crowd home happy. Yep. 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 He doesn't lose. All right. Um, Good question, my so Mike. Mike, Mike Whitaker, his final question. Is there anyone today that reminds you of Piper uh, in ring or on the mic? And obviously the first thing that comes to mind is MJF. For me. <sighs> yeah. that, like that he's, even, for me. He's, he's even adopted the, the tartan pattern on his scarf after Piper. Yes. Yeah. I think... Um... Oh, I think somebody on the mic like Piper is Seth Rollins. Oh. And I think if Seth Rollins can keep tapping into that heel persona, because he dresses everybody down. He says what every he says what's everybody's thinking. Like, I'm just trying to think of wrestlers that just kind of say what we're thinking. And I think Seth Rollins is one of those guys. He can just he's got a great gift to gab. Roman Reigns. I think Roman Reigns is probably the, can be now that he's that that heel character but um that that would be my that would be my choices for for the current wrestlers so i have two i see a little bit of him in the miz mm, good one and believe it or not i see a little bit of him in rhea ripley Ooh, that's an interesting take i see i can see that because she, she's very confident, and I love that about her. Okay. Uh, Jimmy and Adam? I'm going to throw this one out there. I'm not too sure of it myself, but when you're talking about on the mic, what about Kevin Owens? I was just thinking him. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, yeah good one. The, 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 the reactions and the passion that he can bring out uh, from fans and, and himself when he really gets going on the mic. Um, definitely give shades of Piper. Yeah, I'd say more more Kevin than MJF. Okay. All right. Piper Up next a, is Devin Dowling. Yeah. I was going to say, Piper was an ass kicker too. Yeah. That's what I like about Kevin Owens' uh, analogy. All like, right. It's like you almost don't even want to get not. It's like you don't even want to take a punch from Piper. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's got a boxing background too. Yep. Yes. So, um, okay, Devin's got three questions. First one: If the Hot Rod was a pro wrestler today, who is one wrestler you'd love to see him feud against? Kevin. Kevin Owens. Yeah. Owens. With that boxer. And... I'd like to. I'd like to see him beat the shit out of MGF. Honestly. <laughs> Well, well, it'd be a slaughter fest with Piper winning against MJF, because MJF got no chance. Those promos would be those promos would be something else. Oh, for sure. 
Piper would slay. Slaughter. What about you, Allison? Um, I'm trying to think who I'd really like to see him go against. And I actually think I'd like to see him go against somebody a little different. I think I'd like to see him go against somebody like maybe like a Drew McIntyre or a maybe Amen. even like Amen. Adam Cole, maybe. Maybe. Why Drew? Somebody, somebody who's a little more opposite style than him because it would just piss him off. <laughs> and yes. i love him i loved a mad piper like that just i loved that when he didn't know what to do in the ring and he was just like can you just fight me i loved that yeah. so i, I want to see him i want to see him fight somebody who he just hates like where he just pounces on them and starts that, throwing punches exactly that's oh, the piper yeah. i love that's what so, i want to that's what i miss so drew so drew with a technical aspect and not not because he because i mean because because with today it seems like drew and seamus are more brooding yeah i don't i don't like that i like old drew fair enough okay i i I can see that i can see that point now yeah yeah i'm not a fan of today drew (laughs) uh next question from devon roddy at wrestlemania six what's your opinions I mean, obviously, it hasn't aged well, and it wasn't really accepted back then in 1990. So, do we just move on? What happened at six? Yeah, remind me. He painted himself half black. Half black. (laughs) That's funny. So, uh, question three. Yep. All right. What's now? This is an interesting one. What's cooler, being in Saints Row Four? Or being Cody the Crusader Cowboy Conway on Walker Texas Ranger. I always walk a Texas Ranger. I'll always walk a Texas Ranger. I haven't seen. I haven't seen both. I haven't seen both episodes, so I don't know. I mean, if you're associated with Chuck Norris, that's going to be a win. So. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, next up, Brad Stanton from the Kickout Crew has asked me this question and Alison, this can apply to you too because we're around the same age so brad brad says to this day i still cringe at piper um is this because he was that good at getting heat or is he overrated um so when i asked brad to clarify what he meant by cringe he said in the same way, it was uncomfortable watching me and Adam from Bama do our thing. <laughs> so I, I, I don't know what he oh, means. Just... <laughs> All right. First out. How, first... Damn it, she cut out. Oh, uh, you cut how out. How dare you? Um, second off. Se- oh, I said first First off, how dare you? Um, oh, okay. Second. You're, yeah. You're second. Welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Second, he was so good at it. Come on. How could you not love it? Ah. Brad, you're overrated. Brad is no. Brad used to used to be my favorite kickout crew member. Now it's Bama. Brant and Stanton. Yeah, I I must admit, after this question, Brad, uh, I think you're going down the totem pole. 
Um, she goes, she goes I mean, back to the round at Top Guy Weekend. But I mean, we've we've covered it before, you know, in this episode about the importance of Piper. And even if you didn't like him as a character, you can't, you know, you can't bag out his importance to that feud ultimately leading to what the WWE is now because that was such a, a success. And what's what I find the most amazing is that Piper was a top heel between 84 and 86 and, all, and you know, widely regarded as the number one heel of all time in just that two-year period. It speaks a lot. It does. Absolutely. The record, love you, Brad, but I was just, I don't know, I was kidding, but no hard feelings. <laughs> Jimmy doesn't okay. want any more feuds. No more feuds. Oh, all right. No more feuds with kick out AOC. Didn't somebody have a didn't somebody have a comment about how does it feel to never win a fantasy warfare match against a kickout crew? Well, oh, Whitt- it's fantasy. Now Whitt- Whitaker said that the kickout crew wiped out the zip code bros in, in the fantasy booking. <laughs> so I replied and said, Where's the block button? <laughs> I don't want to hear that trash. Okay. All right. Um, next question. Um, friend of the show, Mikhail Galerg. <laughs> uh, what is Piper's best role on the big screen? So before you guys answer, Eddie Prather reckons it was They Live, which is hard to argue. Yeah. Game YouTube. Um, another good, another good. I don't know, Allison, if you've seen this, but Piper was in a movie called Body Slam. I've it came out seen in eighties. It came out in 86, and it was it had Dirk Benedict from the A-Team. Which is um, so ironic, being that he and Mr. T hated each other. Exactly. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> Does it work for me, brother? Um, <laughs> not a, a big screen role, but this was a, a TV role he had, where he played a, a guest spot on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. Yes, uh, he did. Uh, yep. <laughs> you know what season of the episode? Please uh, season five, the gang wrestles for the troops. And then in season nine, the gang buys a timeshare. <laughs> the maniac. No, yeah, uh, that, that was one of my favorite roles that he did. Those are two so, of my favorite always sunny episodes. So Jimmy, in, in the second episode, he gets pulled into part of a Ponzi scheme. With the gang, it, it's it's so oh it's it's uh. so 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 good episodes. Those 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 are my favorite roles by Piper too. Um, last question is from Mike Bober. So Ghost Dealers. Uh, his question is: Is Piper the greatest heel ever? And do you see MJF possibly be able to pass him one day? No. No, no to MJF. I think he's very good, but I think Piper is generational. Yeah, I don't think you know what. I and and forgive me, I, I might be talking out of turn. I don't think there's a Hulk Hogan without Roddy Piper. That mid '80s, that rise. I don't think I don't think that boom happens without Roddy Piper. Yeah, hundred percent. So is is Piper the best heel ever? No. 
No, I think every gen, I think like Mike said, every generation has their heel. And but I don't yep. think he's the best. He's one of the all-time greats, but um, Piper is great for his. Roman's great for his. Um, for that edge, probably it was a good one. But yeah, I guess I would Piper. say if you, if you want to look at Hogan and when Hogan and Piper faced each other again in '96, when they reversed roles, when Hogan was the heel and Piper was a babyface, right? You know, I've I've said this before, and I'll say it yep. till I, till I die. Hulk Hogan is the best babyface and heel of all time, in my eyes, because he just he he was the best heel, best babyface of all time. But I think that, yeah, I think the Al, way Allison said it, I think it's perfect. And MGF just a, a bootleg yep. one. Cheap bootleg. All right. So that's it for the questions. All right. Excellent. Well, yeah, Jimmy, I think you got something from the heart to show us, huh? I, a couple months ago, I bought a action figure and I thought it was really cool because I had never seen it before. They live nada. It was like, can't see. I have it. I have it in plastic. I that's very cool. Keep it in the box sort of and thing. What was his catchphrase? I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubblegum. <laughs> Great. Perfect. Great stuff. That was fine. Cool. Well, Mike's Music Corner is going to go on a little bit of a hiatus. Um, ben and I were kind of talking. We're going to revamp the whole Mike Music Corner. What we're going to do, and I think, you know, I was thinking about what we were talking about, Ben. I was going to add a little bit to it. Um, what we're going to do is instead of um, having all of us listen to different songs and kind of comment on it, I'm going to listen to some, some, excuse me, I'm going to listen to some stuff that I've never listened to before. Listen to some music that I've never listened to, listen to songs, bands. And what I want is I want you guys to help me out by recommending some, some bands. So drop them in the comments, some bands, some songs. And then what we'll do is we'll listen and then we'll give our review. And then the next time we'll, uh, We'll, we'll, we'll report what we got to report, but please put some songs there, put some bands in there. Um, and then we'll, uh, then Mr. Mike over here will give his review about, about music. So still to come, can't wait for that segment, but to leave you with a good uh, taste in your mouth or something to think about. I've been listening to the song Faith by George Michael a lot lately. And um, the song was also redone by Limp Biscuit. And the song was also done by a band called Lake Street Dive as well. So if you guys ever get a chance, Spotify Faith or go to Apple Music for Faith and listen to all the songs. It's pretty, it's a really good difference. Um, all three different songs have a good feel to them. One's jazzy, one's hardcore, and one's 80s pop. So you get a good mix of everything. Cool. So our final segment, Mr. Jonesy's Jokes. We got some, what we got today? Oh. Allison's excited. I just saw her. <laughs> All right. Okay. Oh, Adam, I've got a great one in here because it's about football. Okay. What happens when you put your hand in the blender? You get a handshake. <laughs> 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 All 
All right, number two. My kid broke two of my Freddie Mercury records. Now he wants to break three. Yeah. Sing it. You know how it goes. Want to break three. <laughs> All right. Insomnia is terrible, but on the plus side, only three more sleeps until Christmas. <laughs> All right. My wife left me because of my obsession with football. I'm quite upset. We were together for seven seasons. <laughs> all right, all right. All right, last one. I told my wife I was building a model of Mount Everest. She asked, is it to scale? And I said, no, it's to look at. <laughs> so there we go. That's Jonesy's jokes. Jonesy's jokes of the week. Yeah, it definitely gets a round of applause. Good job. Thank you. <laughs> that was good this week oh they've all been good what are you talking about <laughs> so Allison where can we find you oh hold on I'm frozen am I still frozen no you're okay. good nope. okay uh, <laughs> you can find me at Allison Faye on Twitter. Um, and I think I'm the same on Instagram. Uh, so that's where I am. Anything you Allison promote? Faye, one L in Allison. Any, anything you're promoting? Anything you're trying to um, get, Even if no, it's just I, like a school dance you're trying to sell tickets for? No, I don't do anything. <laughs> Fundraisers. Fun awesome. No. You can promote it to our seven viewers. <laughs> and uh, I saw we had 15 I saw that we had 15 subscribers well, Ooh, I, I think I'm one wow nice I should be I think I you think got... you're one you, you better uh, no, be no I should be one I am one I do recommend <laughs> hold on I do recommend that everybody while you subscribe on your all your podcasts um, listening whatever stations also subscribe on YouTube because it's always fun to watch I always yeah. recommend people watch as well because you never, you always miss things if you don't watch. And that's what the and voyeur said as well. Yes. <laughs> it's always fun to watch. It's always fun to watch. Look at these pretty faces. I love looking at these pretty faces. Come on. Oh, thank you. Okay. Here we blush. Adam, where yeah. can we find you? Uh, at the ARJ brand for my personal stuff, at Coach A. Jefferson for all my football stuff. Uh, find the podcast, Just One Man's Thoughts, wherever you. Get your podcast and follow that on Twitter at Just Thoughts Pod. Cool, James. Um, at OG James at Free on the Twitter, um, and on the Instagram it is Jimmy Sorensen ninety seven. That's with a, Jimmy with a Y. Ninety seven Sorensen ninety seven. That's S O R E N S E N ninety seven. And then James Sorensen on Facebook. All right. Mr. Jones. Uh, on Twitter at AFS Ben Jones and also Zip Code Bros on Twitter. Right. And I also would encourage anybody in the ad free family that hasn't already joined the ad free, uh, the ad free family Facebook um, post. I mean, a uh, uh, group definitely get on there because it's a really, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Yes, it is. I will say, though, ever since we started this podcast, I have not seen one person follow me on Twitter that I hadn't already followed. So 
I don't really know how much our promotions are really working, but I'm at Mike Gurr, M-I-K-E-G-R-R-0905 on the Twitter. Um, and you can find me on Facebook. Just look for my name, Michael Gallagher. And um, check out the Zip Code Bros YouTube. Like and subscribe. And and thank you, Alison, the first lady of the Zip Code Bros for joining us. It's been amazing talking about Roddy Piper with you. Thank you so much for having me, you guys. This was a blast. Uh, and I'm still awake. So that's pretty freaking amazing. So that tells <laughs> you that tells you how much fun I have had tonight. So I can't thank you enough. I hope you'll have me back. And I'm very proud to be the first lady of the zip code bros. So we thank would love you. to gracious and love your Excellent. Excellent. I love you guys. Thank well, you. And what what we'll do, what we'll do, Allison, we'll get a contract done so that you can't appear on Kick Out Crew any further. Ah, oh great. Now y'all are gonna get me into the middle of your future. You're exclusive. That is not you're exclusive. Okay. A season and you're, luck, and and you're luck because we don't pay anything. Oh well, don't worry, neither do It's all right. So. I'll sort it out with Bama. Oh great. <laughs> Just what I need. Yes, oh, I can't take it anymore. I can't. Oh, well, no, from no. here, All right. no. from us at the Zip Code Bros, we appreciate you guys watching. And yes, thank you, Allison, for joining us. We appreciate it. And we can't wait to have you back. So for us here at the Zip Code Bros, we say, say hello. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Say goodbye. <laughs> well, Allison, thank you for making this show more beautiful. Uh, Thank yes. you guys. You don't need me for that, but thank you. Aww.